0: Go to mindfulparentingcourse.com and join now before the doors close again. That's mindfulparentingcourse.com. I'll see you there. You're listening to the Mindful Mama Podcast, episode 202. Today, we're talking about how to handle bedtime in a special on-air coaching call. Welcome to the Mindful Mama podcast. Here, it's about becoming a less irritable, more joyful parent. A Mindful Mama, we know that you cannot give what you do not have. And when you have calm and peace within, then you can give it to your children. I'm your host, Hunter Clarkfield's Mindful Mama mentor. I help smart, thoughtful parents stay calm so they can have strong, connected relationships with their children. I've been practicing mindfulness for over 20 years, I'm the creator of the Mindful Parenting Membership and I'm the author of Raising Good Humans, a mindful guide to breaking the cycle of reactive parenting and raising kind, confident kids. Welcome back, my friend. I am so excited for this conversation. You are gonna learn so much. If you have ever struggled with bedtime, this is absolutely the episode for you to also share with your friends and anyone who has struggled with the bedtime I did a special honor coaching call with Mindful Parenting member Brooke, and you know, it's about bedtime. She's exhausted. Her daughter's exhausted. Everyone's struggling. We talk about how to set limits without using threats. How does she get her own need for some downtime met? Um, And you're going to learn these mindful parenting tools for peaceful bedtime. So I want you to listen for some important things that we talk about, Um, how it's really important for us to not take on our kids' problems, how we are the guiding, grounding presence for our children, and how it makes such a huge difference to know that we are not alone. So, so valuable. And before we dive in, I want to let you know that I'm going to be doing a 10-day free training. It is coming right, right up as soon as this comes out. It's going to be January 13th through 24th, 2020. Crazy. Oh my gosh. 2020. So 13th through 24th, 2020. And you can join this free training at mindfulmamamentor.com slash challenge. And it's a 10 day free challenge that will leave you calmer and closer to your child, leading to more cooperation and more fun. So don't miss it. Tell your friends about it. 10 day free challenge. It's going to be really wonderful. And at the end we are going to be opening up the mindful parenting course, the mindful parenting membership. So make sure you are on the wait list to learn about that and Get all the the special uh, bonuses that are coming along with that. Very exciting. We only open it a few times a year, and this is one of the few times. So learn about that. Um, And it all starts with the Calm and Connected Challenge. That's at mindfulmamamentor.com slash challenge. Great. Now join me at the table as I talk to Mindful Parenting member, Brooke. Brooke, thanks so much for coming on the Mindful Mama podcast.
1: Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it.
0: Well, I'm so glad to talk to you. And I've gotten to know you pretty well through the Mindful Parenting membership. And I'm excited to talk to you about you and, uh, <clears throat> and your four-year-old, darling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so what, are the, what are the wins that are happening recently? recently.
1: Um, well, first, I want to thank you for this opportunity because I I couldn't be in more of agreement about when we, like, share these stories and we, we put our experiences out there that it really um, kind of has a bonding effect. Um, I felt like I was on a complete island being a stay-at-home mom um, for several years before I found um, the my mom and mentor group and um, even, like, on the coaching call yesterday when we were kind of going through some things, and um, you were like, "Yeah, we're all nodding because, yes, we that experience. We all get it. We all know it." And and even uh, one of the other moms was like, "Yeah, you just saying that makes like I knew that, but like having that support and having someone else just to be like, yeah, 'Yeah, you're not crazy,' because I thought I was on Crazy Island, um, <laughs> and I, just echoing the same like thoughts and experiences, is just very humbling. Um, and so I think for me that's the main reason um I thought about doing this and even after the call yesterday I had um another thing to thank you for is an, an amazing accountability buddy in Australia I would have never met <laughs> her um and she had you know messaged me after the call and was like hey look at this and I couldn't agree more like this is happening to me too and we're all on very similar paths and again so just mm. having that connection even though she's in Australia is still it helps me um, Yay! So yeah, Aww. yeah.
0: Um,
1: but I think for me, really, I just turned forty, and I became like happy birthday! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I've been really um, reflective and contemplative um, over the last few months with some personal things, some grief, and some, uh, and then you know, turning the big four zero and mm-hmm. kind of taking stock and and the new year. I mean, the new decade and uh, all that. And I really have um, needed to take a time to pat myself on the back and just realize that I've kind of focused on that self-compassion piece, Mm -hmm. um, that was absolutely non-existent before. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm definitely a, uh, recovering perfectionist, pessimist, uh, you know, overachiever that, um, uh, so much more hard on myself than I ever would be on anyone. Um, and so taking that time to be like, okay, you didn't get everything done. It's fine. You didn't do XYZ or, um, you know, whatever it is I'm beating myself up about, um, to just. See,
0: you're like, you're practicing that voice. You're practicing that self-compassion. It's starting to really, it's becoming more of a habit now.
1: Definitely. And I, cause I, and it really hit me when I saw and heard something that my daughter said and I was like, Oh my goodness. And it was kind of critical and for no reason, and I thought, wow, yeah. When it's reflected back at you in a way that you're mm-hmm. like, oh, and then you catch yourself <laughs> later going, oh, wow, that's where it's from. Oh my gosh. Like, um, yeah. So I, I really, I, in my past, it's always been the cycle of like goal, achieve, goal, achieve. I never really once stopping to say like, wow, look at what you just did Pat on the back. It was, what's the next thing? What's mm-hmm. the next thing? Mm-hmm. Um, when I get through that next step, I feel better. When I get through that next thing, then I'll be happy. Um, um,
0: we never, we never ever get to that place where nor no. in that cycle. That's no. the sad, sad truth we have for you. And take it yeah. from a, take it from Brooke, a recovering, <laughs> <laughs> a recovering perfectionist
1: in the world. It okay. is so true. But you also realize that that we when we focus on that generational passing that you talk about a lot and that really resonated with me from the beginning. Um, cause a lot of the things that, you know, are in your experience I had in mind too, with my raising and my growing and you know, the big feelings being shoved down and
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, that kind of thing. So um, really just being like, especially when I do lose my cool, cause obviously it happens. Um, I have a very independent, um, verbal, uh, tenacious, um, clever, going on four-year-old who you know wonder
0: where she got all that from. <laughs>
1: <laughs> comes by it all very naturally. Um, so, but not squashing that and and not telling her to you know I caught myself even like last week telling her to stop crying, and it was like oh wait like I'm no I'm sorry. But um, like breaking the generational. But when I do mess up, being like okay, not not getting in that cycle of guilt and flogging of myself, um, I think has really been the one thing that, um, I have to like stop and, and, you know, pat myself on the back is like shedding some of that guilt and it not, um, weighing me down and knowing like every breath is in there, you know, like that's really helped.
0: Amen. Yes, yes, yes. And it really does make it so, I mean, I say this, but I, I love when other people can share, like it does make it so you're able to try again, try again, right? And it's easier to try again when you give yourself that soft landing. Um, yay. Yay, Brooke. Awesome. Okay. I'm, I'm psyched for you. And, and I know that's been uh, a, a long practice and, and, uh, and yeah. really, really beautiful. I love that. So yay for the win of self-compassion. Ooh, ooh. And, um, and what, are, what are the challenges that are arising?
1: So this also happened on one of our group calls where, you know, again, when you stop in your rational line and you're like, oh yeah, I can pull at this thread and I know where that comes from. The overachieving, the, okay, I have this, but I want this. And, you know, the point A to point B is the shortest how do I get there? And you're like, "Okay, I found this thing it's gonna I'm gonna do it, and I'm gonna be one hundred percent all in um, letting go of that and just kind of getting on this path um well at a later age for me, but um working through that calmness and you know trying to do work on my meditation and um, again knowing that if I'm not calm, then I can't expect her to be mm-hmm. um." and really putting in the work so much so that when you get caught in a situation where, you know, maybe it's compiling throughout the day, you know, you've mm-hmm. been calm, you've had, you've done your meditation, you've done your yoga, mm-hmm. you've been calm, you've gotten them out of the house in the morning without, you know, any kind of, you know, rather unscathed, let's say. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then you come home and it's you, usually, you tied with time and having to hurry or, you know, it being a little bit more rushed than you'd like to, but you're calm and you're like, okay, yeah, you know, we're just going to have a late dinner and we're not going to take a bath and this and that, and we're going to be cool. And instead of getting like, yeah, we're going to be cool. You get this like, but I want to do this and I want to do this. And you're like, okay, I'm going to be cool. And I'm going to not say no. I'm going to say, Hey dude. Yeah, I totally get that. Okay. So look, These are the things we need to do before we go to bed. It's just what we have to do. Um, I totally get it. Cause I don't like doing it sometimes too. Cause I'm tired and I want to go to bed or I want to, you know, have fun or watch a movie or whatever. I get it. But in order to do this, we got to do this. Mm -hmm. Full meltdown zero Mm -hmm. to 60. And I'm like, oh, and I can feel it now that I have tried to start working with those physical sensations and the Mm -hmm. clenching of my jaw and the, lump in the back of my throat. And then my fists actually kind of like tightening a little bit. And I'm like, okay, I get it. When, what I was trying to tell her is, Hey, cause she just wouldn't stop. She was fast. She was um fixated on the fact that she, um, so it was after dinner and, um, I just needed her to, her dad had said he would wrestle with her after dinner. Mm. And, but we were running out of time when we got a little bit late and, um, she needed to, you know, put on PJs, brush her teeth, get ready for bed. Then we could do the wrestling and then I was going to read her a book. But we had to get those things done pretty quickly. So she could do both wrestling and book. Cause so we didn't, if we ran out of time, something was going to have to give. So yep. we were running out of time.
2: Mm-hmm. And I was
1: like, okay, hey Cece, we got to go. Cece, listen, Hey, will you look at mama for a second? So I can see that you're listening to me. And she was like, but I want this book and I want that. And just totally ignore me. Mm-hmm. And I got down on our level and I was like really trying to say like, Hey, if you would just listen for one second, mom is trying to work with you here. Will you work with me? And she just beelined it to her dad. And he was like, mom is trying to talk to you. you if you would listen, mom is trying to help. You know, like we were mm-hmm. both really trying just to get her calmly to listen. If she would just stop for a second, I was going to say, Hey, you can have both. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do short book. And I'm going to set a timer for the wrestling." You know, like we're going to do both. Let's just get these few things done. And finally I was like, okay, I guess we're not gonna have time because now we've gone round and round and round about would you just take a second to listen? And that just went like full fireworks. And so I got her to do those things and she ended up getting a short book, but again she was upset and had a hard time going down. And after, because I was short with her when it came when she finally got into the bathroom, I was like, Well, sorry, we don't have time. Yeah you know, yeah. um, you,
0: you all, you all ran out of, it was of power fire.
1: and energy there compiling and compiling and compiling until you finally are like, yep, done. And like how to like navigate that. Cause I think that is a consistent battle with it, with whatever it might be with whatever, if it's bedtime or if it's the pretend play that we're trying to stop or like, whatever it is, it's the mm-hmm. I'm calm, I'm calm, I'm calm. She's not responding. I'm not getting what I need.
0: Until ah. you're, yeah. Until you're kind of blowing up. That is so frustrating. I just, I hear you. And, uh, and that is, uh, yeah. And and you're like, we can do it. I'm trying to like, we're, I'm I'm trying to work with you. I'm trying to make it all happen. And, you know, please work with me, kid. And then they're just, their attention is distracted. And they've got other things on their mind. They've got their own agenda. I know. It's super frustrating. I'm actually, I mean, I had a very, I had a frustrating moment with my nine-year-old last night as we went to bed too bedtimes are like one of the the hardest times. I want to tell you about a great podcast that you should check out, especially if you ever deal with any school system, which you probably do. It's called Understood Explains. This season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. I highly recommend you check it out. To listen to Understood Explains, just search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's it. Understood Explains.
3: Are you overwhelmed by the things that get in the way of you doing what you want to do? Are you looking for ways to simplify life to better align with your values? Do you want to create space in your schedule so you have room for more of the good stuff? Play, joy, relationships, gratitude, and more? My goal is to help you find agency and space in your life through doable baby steps that will leave you feeling accomplished instead of overwhelmed. Check out Edit Your Life wherever you enjoy your podcasts. I'd say definitely do it. It's really helpful. It will change your relationship with your kids for the better. It will help you communicate better. And just, I'd say communicate better as a person, as a wife, as a spouse. It's been really a positive influence in our lives. So definitely do it. I'd say
1: definitely do it. It's so worth it. The money really is inconsequential when you get so much benefit from being a better parent to your children and feeling like you're connecting more with them and not feeling like you're yelling all the time or you're like, why isn't things working? I would say definitely do it. It's so, so
3: worth it.
2: It'll change you.
3: No matter what age someone's child is, It's a great opportunity for personal growth and it's a great investment in someone's family. I'm very thankful I have this. You can continue in your old habits that aren't working or you can learn some new tools and gain some perspective to shift everything in your parenting.
0: Are you frustrated by parenting? Do you listen to the experts and try all the tips and strategies, but you're just not seeing the results that you want? Or are you lost as to where to start? Does it all seem so overwhelming with too much to learn? Are you yearning for community people who get it, who also don't want to threaten and punish to create cooperation? Hi, I'm Hunter Clark Fields, and if you answered yes to any of these questions, I want you to seriously consider the Mindful Parenting Membership. You'll be joining hundreds of members who have discovered the path of mindful parenting and now have confidence and clarity in their parenting. This isn't just another parenting class. This is an opportunity to really discover your unique, lasting relationship, not only with your children, but with yourself. It will translate into lasting, connected relationships, not only with your children, but your partner too. Let me change your life go to mindfulparentingcourse.com to add your name to the wait list. So you will be the first to be notified when I open the membership for enrollment. I look forward to seeing you on the inside. mindfulparentingcourse.com. All right. So what's, what's happening is you're in that moment. Um, you're, you're wanting to, um, you're wanting her to listen to you and, uh, so that you can talk to her about how this is going to go. And, um, and she's, and she's kind of distracted doing some other things. So who has a problem in that moment?
1: Well, and to me, that's my, that's me. Um, yeah, I'm having a problem with her not attending.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it's interfering with your need to be able to communicate with her and you're not able to just kind of, um, relax and go with the flow of the evening because she's, she's not able to hear you. And you, you know, if you kind of step back and kind of look at it, um, we can kind of look at, okay, so you have the problem there. So we want, we know what our, our tool there would be like an, an iMessage, which we can work on. But I think it's also helpful to kind of step back and look at it in terms of needs in who, what is everybody kind of, what are the needs of everybody in this moment? Right? Like, um, what do you think her needs were in that moment?
1: Um, I think this is kind of a reoccurring thing where, um, in that moment it was a very much we both needed each party to listen
0: Mm.
1: and to hear and i feel like at that point i had listened and i had heard her say i want both things Mm. and i needed her to then connect with me and hear me say Mm -hmm. okay how can we do both? Here's how it looks. Um, yeah. and I think for me, again, the putting in all the work and knowing, you know, I can't give what I do not have and trying to have all these things that then you're working on, you're working on, you're working on, but there's not, I mean, I can't expect a four-year-old to give it back to me like I need it, but like, there's no,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You're wanting, you're wanting to be heard too. So, right. so you have the problem in this moment. So, when when you have a problem, the tool for that is your your iMessage, right? Like mm-hmm. your iMessage. So when we, when we look at this moment and, um, what, and this is great to practice this message for the evening because they take some practice, right? Like it, it's not stuff that just rolls off the tongue. Right. So, um, and it might be helpful for a lot of bedtime. So if you think about your I message in that moment, like first, you know, how can, how can you go through that De- describing, you know, Hey, when you do this, this is how I feel, and this is how it affects me. So give it a shot. what would you what would you give to me as an eye message in that moment if I'm your daughter?
1: Um, when you ignore me, I feel unheard and it hurts my feelings and makes me sad, um, which in turn, then I can't listen as well., Great.
0: Brooke, High five, Mama, that is a beautiful <laughs> eye message. I love that. All right. so, crouching down with her, like, Hey, when you ignore me, I feel unheard. And I, it, I, it, I find it really hard to listen to you and make, I feel really sad too. And it might be very helpful in that moment because at this moment, like that, like sadness and kind of frustration, that's kind of what's bubbling up underneath your anger. Like anger is mm-hmm. like uh, the tip of the iceberg. It's like the top and underneath is that sadness and frustration. And it would be helpful for you to like Allow that to her to see that in your face, like, oh, like, hey, and and for you to even um, say that out loud, like, you know, I feel sad and frustrated. It actually, as you probably know, like, it provides some relief mm-hmm. just to even label that right there. So. Um, So that, as you're kind of getting, and that's actually my advice in so many situations when we're getting to the point where we're like, we're calm, we're calm, we're calm, and then we're exploding, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is that we want to start to verbalize and label our, verbalize our feelings before we get to that point, right? You know, I'm feeling really frustrated. And um and if you get to that point of I'm feeling, you know, I'm, I'm starting to feel sad. So let's let's take a step back first, though. Say you talk to her, you crouch down, you say, hey, babe, I feel frustrated. I feel sad when you can't listen to me. I find it hard to listen to you. Let's imagine, what do you think, what do you imagine she might do
1: in that moment? I mean, currently, it's 50-50. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh-huh. like, yeah. Um, sometimes I get this like amazing, you know, kind of stop pause moment and then she will, um, hug me or, um, you know, she'll be like, Oh mama, you're sad. Or, Mm -hmm. you know, that where you're just like, "Ah!" um, Mm -hmm. and, or otherwise I like last night would have gotten, but this is the book that I want to read, you know, Mm -hmm. like it's, she's got, that thing, yeah, um, yeah.
0: Her so her needs are driving like mm. are 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 real strong. Okay, so let's say let's say she she goes with option two, but this is the book I have to read. So what what tool can you do then? To so then she's telling you, but I've got a problem, right? So when what do you do when she has? That's
1: that's where the reflective, I would think reflective listening would yeah need to play a part, and that's yeah, so probably like, where I'm dropping it because I'm like, wait a minute, I need. That I need this. And then I
0: think, yeah, that's so you haven't them kind them of heard her. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens in a lot of arguments is like, someone, I'm saying this, but you're not hearing me say this, but you're not hearing me say this. And no one's acknowledging what anyone's saying. And um, so when you, let's imagine you give that beautiful, skillful eye message, rock on for you, Brooke Cheney. <laughs> and, um, and then she says, but listen, I really need this book. I really want to do this book. How can you, how can you respond to that?
1: Um, that's when, you know, I hear you that you want, that this is the book you want to read. And I hear you that you want to do wrestling too.
0: Okay. This is the book and mm-hmm. you want to do wrestling. Okay. Got it. And then maybe you pivot back to your iMessage,
2: right?
0: Mm-hmm. Um or you might shift to something more like, I, I really want that for you too. Mm-hmm. We just got, you know, you got to make sure we get these things done first, of course. So, um, so when you're in those like tricky s- situations, it's really a lot of like, uh, gear shifting back and forth between like, this is my message and I'm hearing you too. I'm hearing you too. And this is hard this is not easy. Like we're talking about like, Oh yeah, you're just going to be doing no problem. No, it's fine. (laughs) But it's super hard to remember in that moment. But that's why it's so helpful to kind of like take a moment and dissect it and kind of go into it. So you're going to shift into your message and you're going to shift back into, yep. Yes. Yes. That book. Oh, I know. Yep. Um, And it's hard when you're, you're, you're in that moment.
1: So here's something that kind of comes off of that that happened too. It's like, so I got her to kind of get to the point of like understanding these are the things that we needed to do before those were going to happen finally. But in a way that kind of made me feel uh, icky because it was like, now we've lost the time. It's what I call my mom voice. Like now we don't have the time to do that. If you would have listened, kind of shaming thing that I'm like, oh, that's not what I meant to say. But um, you know, it already came out of my mouth, um, to then have her do those things. Cause I wasn't going to back down on, again, there's my stubbornness, having her brush her teeth and yeah. wash her hands and face, like those things were happening. So then I, I don't know how to, it, when that next step happens where it's, I, I hear you daughter. Um, but there's still not a
0: no, no action.
1: Right. The the way that I had to get her to do that didn't feel good to me. It was more of a threat and, or Mm. like a mm, angry voice that I didn't like. Yeah. I was trying not to use. (laughs)
0: Yeah. Well, um, you know, and, and I just want to say right here though, that, you know, Yeah, it's wonderful if we can be like 100% skillful and 100% not using our power like all the time. But you know, we're human and, you know, it's, it's really about like the, the more we can use our skillful communication, the better. So we want to just continue to acknowledge like when we're, when we're doing it well and and go for that. But, um, so how to then continue to like hold that boundary. And that's really hard. And that, it kind of depends on where that boundary is for you. So, so for you, that boundary is, you know, you've got, you want to make sure her teeth gets, get brushed and her face gets washed And say she chooses not to do those things, not to cooperate that night, then you have to, then you have to hold a boundary. And this is that, that tricky spot where you're like this, like, I told you so, peace comes in. And if you had done that, then we would have like kind of those. And, and that feeling of like it feeling icky to you is, um, is probably a great indicator that it was like, it maybe could have gone down a better way in the future. And it's something to learn from. So you can kind of take that feeling as like a teacher, like, okay, what can I learn from here? And sometimes, uh, I mean, I think a lot of time, the learning that we can take from some of those moments is to just like, oh, and not I'm doing is, <laughs> because you guys are on audio, I'm like, putting a hand over my mouth. We've got to like, shut up. We've got to just zip it, be a little more quiet, because unfortunately- the reality of life is that our kids are going to make stupid choices that we don't like. They have to make stupid choices that we don't like. That's how they learn. That's how they learn best. This is just part of life, especially when you're four, you make so many stupid choices. Mm -hmm. So, so, so one of the things that we have to do as parents is kind of sit back and watch our kids make dumb choices. And in, as long as like no one's like, you know obviously we don't want anyone to get hurt but as far as it goes you know getting distracted from teeth brushing and things like that sometimes we have to kind of sit back and see that oh we're going to not have time for this and and i'm going to have to hold that boundary and that's probably not going to be fun but it, it may have been better in that moment to zip it and then have to hold the boundary does that does that sound like it what do you What are you thinking, Brooke? As I offer this idea, I definitely think that
1: I'm the daughter of an English teacher and a lawyer, so <laughs> zipping it is always kind of a challenge. And I and like I said, my daughter has been speaking in paragraphs since she was about two ish, um, and us not talking or us not me me specifically not you know just kind of closing my mouth. Um, I think it's going to be something I'm going to have to try to see like experiment to see what would happen in that instance, because ultimately she got up and brushed her teeth um, and she got in bed and um, we did have enough time to read the short book that I told her. Um, And we made time for her and her dad this morning um, to have some time together. So, you know, ultimately it, it worked itself out. Um, I think for me, the difference between because I was raised in an authoritarian you know regime, so to speak mm-hmm. um where you know I was the baby of three um I saw what happened when you didn't follow the rules, so I was a rule follower
0: mm-hmm.
1: my husband was the oldest of three, He was a total rebel um, never followed the rule, had green hair like um we're total polar opposites in a lot of ways um. <laughs> to then kind of have that element of how do I, um, hold a boundary, um, compassionately, Mm -hmm. you know, without that horrible, I told you so kind of Mm -hmm. additive. Um, how do I follow through with what I've said that either I'm going to do or that what needs to be done Mm -hmm. without there being that threat or that icky feeling for lack of a better term Mm -hmm. um but then also not quashing her independence or not letting her have those big feelings or you know kind of finding that weird balance of
0: disciplining
1: and compassion I guess I don't know
0: yeah. Yeah. No, that's a beautiful, beautiful question. And you're so, um, you're, you're right there. Uh, and this is really hard. And I think that, you know, and like I said, for me, it's still something, you know, I get challenged with too, is like, how do we, how do we not bring the drama? Right. Cause our kids are going to bring enough drama. How, how do we not bring the drama? And, um, and this is something, you know, like I said, like I, I, I wish I had, I wish I had practiced this a little earlier in the timeline in my own last night, but one of the things, one of the things that we want to do in these moments, so say you're in this moment, like you're, she's like not going to have time for the wrestling. You're getting a little tense and hyped and, um, you're starting to see, you're starting to see that, that, uh, that she's making, maybe not making like the greatest choice or whatever. Um, this is where that like wonderful mantra (laughs) that is going to come into handy, which is not my problem. Mm
3: -hmm.
0: Right. So our kids are going to make these choices. This is not my problem. Right. So you, you want to, so one of the things that, um, that even this communication teaches us, like, is that like, there's, there's, it's not, interfering with your needs at all in this moment really if she makes the, a choice that you don't agree with that isn't the best choice and this is this is her problem this is her thing and she she may have to deal with the the natural consequences of not having enough time to wrestle and she might have some big feelings about it and that's okay that's not your problem it's and we mean like this is not my problem in the most loving you know wonderful way but in a way of saying yeah okay I cannot I cannot fully control this this little human being she's not a puppet can't make her can't make her make the right choices uh so so when you say this is not my problem it's a way for you to step back and say ah, take a breath and just kind of check in with you and let her let her make the choices and let let you hold the boundary and then what what that does if you're able to get yourself into a state of letting go of you know res- what she's doing you're not you're not responsible for all her actions but you are responsible like my uh, friend Hal Runkle said to her and you're, if you can get to a place where you um, you want to and maybe anticipate in that moment oh man, she's going to be upset. I want to be able to comfort her even maybe as I hold this boundary or I want to be able to hold this boundary in a way that isn't mean and punitive, right? I just want to hold the boundary
2: Oh, hey everybody it's us Blair and Molly your old pals from Toddler Purgatory two moms who are also actors who are also creative beings who sometimes feel stuck and now we're back
0: and I know this is this is hard because I my daughter's almost thirteen. I've got to hold some boundaries in the face of some snark, mm-hmm. and you know this happens. So we want to kind of get ourselves to the place where yeah, this sucks. I hear you. Uh, you know we're empathetically. Uh, I know. I wish we had had time for the wrestling. That would have been fun. I know. I know it's kind of a bummer. Maybe next time. You know you really want to be able to like reflect back to her when she has a problem with her own actions, when she's made this, you know, this choice. But it's really about kind of stepping back so that it goes into that, that work um, Mm -hmm. for ourselves, kind of anticipating and practicing in that moment. So I'm wondering for Brooke, for you, what would be helpful for you to help yourself get in a state of like a little bit of a letting go, a little bit of more equanimity, you know, in that state, what would help for you?
1: Well, it's funny because on the call yesterday and my little notes and I literally wrote down in all caps, not my problem, underline, underline like four exclamation points. <laughs> um, Cause again, I, you know, I come from a long line of self-sacrificing martyrs who had to fix everything. Um, and I do feel that that also didn't show their own emotions. Um, so I feel like letting her, like the problem is you know, the not my problem mantra is something that I need to really, really focus on. Um, and trying, I think for me, parceling out whose problem it is. Like we just walk through and when you're like, well, whose problem is that right now? I'm like, Oh yeah, I would like, I don't think that way. I don't think about like
0: mm-hmm.
1: her problem, my problem and the difference between the two. Um, and I know like, I also wrote like, I can influence, I can't control. And, um, having that mantra of like, okay, not my problem. But, but before that kind of being like, wh- whose problem is this? Mm-hmm. And kind of trying to figure out that on the fly, maybe something that I need to like think about prior to, in like certain situations that might continue to be happening. And like, if I'm, if I'm buying into her
0: mm-hmm.
1: emotions and coming down and getting sucked into the drama, cause I, I definitely, my friends call call me mama bear for a reason, I I do tend to, you know, feel other people's Mm -hmm. feelings for myself, Mm -hmm. um, and take on their drama and their problems. Um, and so while I think in the past, maybe it was my way to connect to somebody, I'm realizing that it's now to my detriment that I'm not connecting with myself, um, And so that mantra of like, not my problem, not my problem is probably something I need to definitely (laughs) work on.
0: (laughs) You could write it down on post-it notes and put it up in your bathroom and things like that. Uh And especially if you're really empathetic and you like feel everyone's problems and things like that, it's really valuable in those moments to like have grounding practices, you know, Mm -hmm. some, maybe like a little menu of three or four grounding things that you're going to that you're going to be your go-tos. And some of those things that really help are the side breaths. They help change the chemistry, you know, just putting both hands on the floor can be helpful, you know, to, um, to take a moment there, right. Where you're, you're literally grounding. Maybe you, you literally just sit on the ground, you put your hands on the ground and you take some side breaths or you take some long, slow exhales, right? You wanna have a little um, practice for those moments. For me, that, the sighing it out kinda of helps a lot. Um, I, I need to kinda of take a moment to turn away. I need to take a moment to like duck in another room. <sighs> you know, maybe I might shake out my hands. And and then, you know, take some breaths, and then I can kind of step, step back into it. Um, and that, for me, that really helps a lot to just take a moment where I'm not in that, like, space of, of confrontation. I used to, used to have, when it got really bad, I go outside to this rock in my driveway and I put my hands on the big boulder. Um, But for you, Brooke, what do you think might be, what might be some practices that you can start to practice and incorporate into these moments?
1: I definitely think that the uh, grounding and and exhaling and, um, because I definitely feel, Again, I've, I've come into that place of, um, conscious awareness and, uh, being okay. And just sitting in that conscious awareness for as long as I have, it's a little challenging, but, um, to just really feel the breath and feel the ground. And, um, a friend of mine gave me this amazing, um, appetite bracelet, um, that I've been wearing. And so like, I've taken a second to kind of rub the stones and just kind of, okay, I'm okay. Um, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then have that moment. So
0: another great mantra. I like, there's a whole bunch of mantras that you can use in that moment. Like I'm helping my child, you know, you could say that, or, um, yeah. not. I think like not a, not a problem, just kind of chilling in those moments. So, you know, yeah. think about, think about uh, coming into those moments. And then the, what that does is as you lower your fight, flight, or freeze response, your stress response, it makes you more available to be that grounding presence for her, you know, because for, for kids, they, they get ungrounded. They, they get into their stress response and the way that they, um, the way that they ground themselves is through us, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're that grounding force, you know, that's the holding on you, that touch, you know, all that stuff. And you just breathing, um, with her in those moments is so, so wonderful. And so, so grounding for them, but it's, it's our job to kind of practice to, to be that grounding force as much as possible so that then we can offer it to them through their like attachment to us.
1: It's so important to remember to, um, Again, I got back to the call because another mom was saying like she was realizing like her anxiety or his anxiety. And then the anxiety about the excitement was like this cycle of anxiety. And I feel like, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to bedtime, it's like, I've come to the end of the day when she goes to bed is when I can do whatever it is. And so yeah, it's gotten to the point time. <laughs> where now it's late and now it's encroaching on my needs and, you know, trying to deal with her needs when I'm like in the back of my head, it's going, Oh, now it's now it's already eight thirty, and you haven't even you know she's not even in bed, and you know, rah, um, you know, trying to just really realize that the more I'm, rah, the it's just gonna feed that in her too, and mm-hmm. um, I think just the more I can practice that and and just really. And again, that self-compassion piece coming in where I I don't do it and I'm like "Ah, back at her and then I feel bad when I leave the room, um, has helped. Um, but sitting in those icky feelings used to not be something I was comfortable with. Um, and just kind of being like, Oh, hi there, guilt. Oh, okay. Yeah. That doesn't feel good. Okay. Uh, That's been something that I think I didn't, I wasn't actually aware that I was doing it until um, something that you said kind of brought it up to me uh, in my, brought it to my awareness that I was. Um, So working through those and again, those feelings that I haven't in my past or in my upbringing, been able to work through or even name to tame, Mm -hmm. um, I think has been something that I definitely have seen over the past, you know, several months of, of uh, walking through it, uh, walking through the program together and with other moms. And, um,
0: yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, there's so much learning to do, right? Like that's just not something that we can just like dip into for, you know, like for a few weeks and then yeah. we're like, I'm good. I'm done. Uh-huh. And you you're know? teaching an old dog, Hunter. You're teaching an old dog. You're so. <laughs> teaching an old dog's new tricks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, all that's like incredible, like shifts to be able to, like, you know, even be able to see those things and to be able to sit with those things. And so, you know, you can look at bedtime as like the new frontier. (laughs) Bedtime is the new kind of place to practice. And I also Mm -hmm. think um, it's helpful, like if you, you know, with I know you have your husband there, if you're able to kind of you know give each other a break one you know, night where you you know you do some bedtimes and then i do some bedtimes that's really helpful if you know for the listener if you have that option you know like you know could co-parent um mm. and um it, but over time bit by bit it's like these these things will get better and better um it's all the hard work is in the beginning as you know it's like all this all the, it's a lot of shifting and changing and oh yeah remembering and practicing language and shifting that in ourselves and then over time it gets easier it becomes more of a habit and and in our you know there's that neuroplasticity our brains are changing and our kids become less like if they're like bumping up against those boundaries again and again and again you know and you just hold them with empathy it's like well here we are again at this boundary you know and and don't make it as, you know, reduce the drama on your end. Don't make it such a big deal on your end, which can be really hard. I know this myself. I'm not so great at this all the time myself. And, but the more we can do that, the, those, that becomes a, not an issue after a while. And then a new issue comes (laughs) along. Right.
1: I think that's such an important point too, when it comes to like new people in the program and or even me like having gone through it once and kind of tagging in to the second round as I can. um, The idea of like, I'm really trying to work with her and I'm really trying to give, and I'm really trying to like do all these things to help the family be in a better, happier place and to be on the same team and to work together and feel like a cohesive unit. And then when I'm constantly getting you know, the snarky or the back talk or the, you know, mm-hmm. not kind words where you're like, okay, I'm giving and I'm giving and I'm not giving anything in return. Or I'm, you know, I'm saying yes and I'm saying yes and I'm saying yes. And then the one time where I am like, oh dude, I'm sorry, and like we have to say no to that or whatever it is that if there's a you know explosion, kind of not feeling like, you know, hitting my head against the wall um, mm-hmm. or resentful. Mm -hmm. Um, that I'm like doing all this work and not getting anything in return from my three-year-old. That logically, when you say it like that, you're like, oh yeah, that's kind of silly. But to be okay with that, to realize like, you know, it does start with me and if I can't Mm -hmm. continue and continue through those things, then, um, you know, we'll just fall back into those same patterns um, that we've been stuck in.
0: Yeah, it's important to remember that our kids are like, you know, whatever the habit has been for a while. If they're, if you've been, you know, doing all the, the threats and the orders and things like that, and they're in the habit of resisting that that's what they've known for their whole lives and they're like a train going 90 miles an hour in one direction they're still it takes a while for that train to stop and turn around but you've also said like yourself like sometimes when you give her that i message she's like oh mama you mm-hmm. know and she you know she offers that so you get those like kind of moments of like yes great okay you know um and um you know she's it, it yeah it's it's part of it is like you know you have to continue continue to practice. Because really the alternative is like, okay, we're gonna go back to threats and punishment. And um and then we, you know, you just get so much more conflict and so, you know, you if, as we're using that that power of threats and, and things like that, then then our kids just become more and more resentful and they, you know, we don't have that influence when we might need it when they're their teens. It's like that, um relationship bank account, right? Like, mm-hmm. we, you know, we got to be putting in to be able to withdraw. And there's a lot, there's a, yeah. There's a lot and I
1: think trying to have the focus on like, I need to put in my bank too, yes. so that I can continue to give. And then, so those points where I'm like, I have given so much, I am done. That's when, you know, it's even more important to stop and, and do some self-care and i think i've gotten better at that because again i didn't have a model of self-care i had a you know martyr model and so Mm.
0: um
1: that is something that i think um being new to this and kind of focusing on that has definitely helped in those moments but i need to do more Um, all right
0: so so those little bitty bits of self-care in those difficult moments think about those those times like this is hard okay how can i help myself right
1: Absolutely. All
0: right, Brooke. Awesome. I so appreciate you bringing your challenges and your wins here. Um, do you have any, um, any, you know, we talked about bedtime, which is like the crazy time. And now you're going to go into bedtime with a kind of a, a different focus. So, so do you have any, um, any takeaways from talking today?
1: Well, I definitely feel like even though it was specific to bedtime, that it's kind of a consistent conversation that happens around any activity that has kind of a, we got to do this before we have to do this kind of thing with her and that I can um, try to separate out my problems from hers Mm -hmm. and really realize that, you know, not to take on those things and to allow her to have those emotions, but not take them on myself. Mm -hmm. Um, And that really to continue on the path of, you know, self-care and, um, self-compassion, um, and to know, like, you know, I, it has been this program that is really, even though before I kind of had the idea of like, you know, practicing and, and, um, mistakes help you learn and grow. And even though I wasn't raised that way, I had kind of come to that in my adulthood mm-hmm. on my own. Um, but to really honor that and to know it as a to like to, Feel it in my heart as opposed to just my head Mm -hmm. um, for myself and um, have that then be something that I can pass on. And even though at first when the whole, I cannot give what I do not have makes me cringe because I'm like, oh my gosh, there's so much I don't have, (laughs) AKA my (laughs) pessimist recovery in (laughs) full full effect there um, to really know what that means and to know that obviously I'm not going to have everything. Um, I'm only human so to hear other moms say the same things and to be supported by other moms uh, I can't thank you enough for all of your time and effort that you put into your groups and your lessons and um, you know meditations and all the things that we have at our fingertips in the group and in um, you know online and our forums and everything it's just um, it has you know broadened and tightened this web of moms internationally that, um, you know, when we put our hands in our heart and we talk about the group that's around us and that what we're doing this for, I literally can almost like feel and see women and families, you know, holding hands around the world. And, um, it's beautiful it's beautiful. And I, um, I encourage anybody who's um, thinking about it to jump in full force because it, it is an amazing, um, supportive uh, collective that we have going on.
0: Oh, so cool. Thank you so much, Brooke. I really, really appreciate you sharing your life, sharing your story. And I know I'll see you again soon. So thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. I loved talking to Bert. She is so uh such a sweetie and has done made so many huge strides in the membership it has been an incredible joy to watch so so powerful um just want to let you know that we our doors will open and then close briefly so if you want to get on the wait list and learn more about it go to mindfulparentingcourse.com dot com and we're going to be doing a free 10-day Calm and Connected Challenge. It is a 10-day free challenge that will leave you calmer and closer to your child so you can have more cooperation, more fun. And that's all at mindfulmamamentor.com slash challenge. That's mindfulmamamentor.com slash challenge. So I hope you will join me for that. And uh, before... I go today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you'll share it with other people who are struggling. I want to give a shout out to Laura Ty, twenty two, who gave a five star review on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much. She said it's an they're amazing, helpful conversations, and she is so grateful to find the podcast. Uh, she says you are my virtual mom tribe. Yay! I'm so happy to be here as your virtual mom tribe. So awesome. Thank you, and um. Thank you so much to Kimbochi, who left a review back in November. And she also left a five star review. And she says she is an appreciative listener. Um, And thanks us for the podcast. So thank you. Thank you so much to you guys and everybody who has left a review. I am so glad to be able to be talking to you, sharing to you with you. We'll be doing even more um, live coaching and different things like that in the Calm and Connected Challenge. So I hope you'll join me at mindfulmamamentor.com slash challenge. And I'm so excited because next week, be sure you come back because we're going to be talking to my good friend, John Duffy, who's amazing about parenting the new teen. And this is definitely for people with kids of all ages, because it's going to help you know what to look forward to if your kids are younger. So, um, really, really incredibly valuable lesson. You are going to learn, learn so, so much, um, So thank you so, so much for listening. I'm glad to be here. I am glad to be in your virtual parenting tribe. Um, It's so wonderful to connect. Thank you so much for all the kind notes and all the good things. I'm so glad that we are hanging together here in 2020 and beyond. OMG. (laughs) I'm wishing you a beautiful week. I'm wishing you a peaceful week. And I will talk to you soon. Namaste.